You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jen Langosh, who covers the Cardinals for MLB.com. Jen, the GM meetings are underway in California, so we have a little bit of news to talk about. Um, there's a couple of things going on in the baseball world, so I'm excited to get going today. But first and foremost, how are you? How's your week been? It's doing, I'm doing fine, Danny. I am a little nervous though. They're speaking the S word around here in St. Louis, which of course is for snow. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm not quite ready for that. But other than, other than that, I'm doing okay. Okay. I, you know what? I think that the East coast is also potentially expecting that as well. So, um, I might be in the same boat as you, but I, I am luckily headed to California this weekend for, for some work, uh, signing day in Compton. So, um, I'm, I'm going to get suck up a little more sunshine before that the snow heads, heads our way. <laughs> Um, but let's, let's stay in California, uh, at the GM meetings that's, that's, um, taking place there. And the Cardinals are, are making somewhat of a statement, which is a good thing. That's what these meetings are for to kind of get your feelers out with the other GMs, uh, the other presidents of operations. So Mike Gersh, um, kind of, he, he said that he wants to create a division leading roster. And then we also heard from the president of operations, John Mozeliak, uh, because our friend Todd Zalecki caught up with him at the GM meeting. So let's listen before we get going, Jen, let's listen to what John Mozeliak had to say about Jordan Hicks, the bullpen and the starting rotation. Our, I mean, our closer for most of the year was Bud Norris, right? which you know, we signed late as well. Okay. But you know, I think as we look at this, do we have confidence in somebody like Hicks being our closer? The answer is yes. Okay. Does that mean he will be? No. Right. So I think as, you know, as the offseason plays out, definitely try to understand, like, is there an arm or two that help that bullpen where we're not reliant on having just a stick younger flamethrower in that role. Right. Plus, we don't know exactly who's going to be our starting five. And, and someone from that group of ten could end up getting back a bullpen opportunities, too. So, you know, we actually feel like we have some pretty good pitching depth as we look to the future. But augmenting that with some type of, of arm that's just not left-handed is something we could still possible. Will you guys dive into the starting pitching market, free agent starting pitching market? Is that it's a little spendy, I know. It doesn't look funny as much as true opportunity. I mean, like, you know, when you look at our club right now, as I said, we have 10 guys who could possibly start for five spots. So is there a starter out there that could be an upgrade? Certainly. But, you know, you have somebody else like a young Alex Reyes who could end up being in the bullpen and not in the rotation. Time will tell. But we feel like we have plenty of arms to choose from to hopefully fit the needs we're looking for. All right, Jen, so we just heard from John Mozeliak. Tell me your thoughts on what he had to say. You know, it's interesting, Danny, because as we enter this offseason, we've had you know about six weeks now to dissect it since the end of the Cardinals season. You know, we talk a lot about getting that big bat and how that's the priority for this team. 
but it's not the only priority. And this is a club that what we saw at the end of the season was really a thinning of the bullpen. And a lot of that had to do with the number of young pitchers that they had and kind of the challenges of them going through their first, you know, big, big league seasons. That being said, you know, they entered this offseason with a lot of questions about the back end of their bullpen. They don't have a closer returning as Bud Norris leaves via free agency. They do have a guy in Jordan Hicks who, as we all watched, emerge this year, um, you know, throws with ease at 102, 103 <laughs> miles per hour, um, throws a sinker, you know, heh, 9,900 miles an hour. So he's a very special talent. The question, though, for the Cardinals, is he ready to be their closer? And we heard from right there is that they're not necessarily ready to anoint him as their 2019 closer. So what does that mean for the next couple months? It means the Cardinals are going to be very busy looking for relief help. They particularly need help. On the left side, this has been an area um, where they've really been deficient the last few years, finding that left-handed reliever to get the big left-handed bats out. And that's especially important when you look across the landscape of the National League Central. I mean, think about some of the left-handed hitters the Cardinals face in their division. Joey Votto, Christian Yelich, Anthony Rizzo. You've got to get somebody in the bullpen to be able to neutralize those bats. But they're also going to look at the right-handed side of the relief market, as you, you heard Mo allude to right there, which, you know, just to fortify the back end of the bullpen, the X factor and kind of the unknown here is the Cardinals are going to have a lot of leftover starting pitchers in that there are only five rotation spots for about 10 guys competing for a job. So don't have a lot of roles settled right now. They do have a lot of players that I think can slide to the bullpen if they don't end up in the rotation. And then there's always the return of Alex Reyes. Maybe he is a guy who ends up in the back end of the bullpen next year as well. I'm glad you brought him up, Jen, because I, I felt encouraged uh, that Mosaic was was talking about him and brought his name up. So, yeah, I, I am interested to see where, where he could possibly slot in. And you mentioned, Jen, the impact bat. So let's let's get to that next, because the Cardinals are looking for someone to join Matt Carpenter, Marcelo Zuna, to join those those guys who are are the production guys and right field is also high on the priority list. So Jen, you said it's not necessarily a matter of options, but productive options. So who are the internal, um, the internal guys who could fill that slot and also the external, uh, where I'm looking at specifically a guy named Bryce Harper. Yeah, he tends to be a popular name here in St. Louis these days, Danny. Um, you know, it's interesting because the the easiest path for the Cardinals to get better offensively would be to add a third baseman or a corner infielder because of Matt Carpenter's versatility. If they can't do that, though, or struggle to find somebody to fill that role, right field then becomes very interesting. And as you noted, they do have options. I mean, you have Dexter Fowler, who has three years remaining on his five-year contract. You have Jose Martinez, who arguably was the Cardinals' most consistent offensive performer last year. And you have Tyler O'Neill, a young guy who came up who has scary, scary power. The issue here, though, is that all three of those guys that I just mentioned also have some very big question marks. You know, Dexter Fowler, of course, is coming off a career worst year. He's also coming off foot surgery. And so there are some, some people who wonder whether he'll ever be as productive as he was when he first signed this contract with the Cardinals. With Jose Martinez, you you get the big bat. You also get a liability defensively, and that's a little bit of a concern for a team that's trying to improve itself in the field. And with Tyler O'Neill, while you might love the power that he provides, his strikeout rate was a little higher than 40% last year. That is also a concern. And of course, this is a kid who we've never seen play a full season at the major league level. So, you know, how would he do over the course of 500, 600 at bats if he were an everyday player? So with all these questions, it's no wonder that the Cardinals are keeping their eye out on the market for other outfield options. 
Bryce Harper, of course, being among them. And as we've talked about in this podcast, Danny, the Cardinals are positioned very, very well to make a run at Bryce Harper. I mean, number one, they've got great financial flexibility. Number two, they need a left-handed bat very badly for the for that lineup. Um, three, they're craving a face of the franchise type player, somebody who can be that face when Yadi Molina retires, which um, despite the pace he's going at this offseason is probably going to be a couple years from now. Um, and they really need to energize a fan base that's a little kind of complacent after three years out of the postseason. So Bryce Harper checks all those boxes. Of course, the biggest question is going to come down to money, what the Cardinals are offering and how that offer stacks up with many other interested teams across baseball. Yeah, that's that storyline is, is juicy, Jen, and it's it's unfolding slowly and surely before our eyes. The Cardinals are a player in that. Another guy that they could be a player for is Josh Donaldson. So our friend Mark Feinstein wrote about every team and their their best potential fit uh, with free agents. So Donaldson, obviously a third baseman. Now uh, Jed Jerko, Matt Carpenter can play that position. They also can play other positions. And so if the Cardinals did think that Donaldson was a fit, because Jen, you wrote, you also wrote about that. You say he crosses off a lot of boxes and that Carpenter and Jerko would be willing to slot over. Do you see Donaldson being a guy who rejuvenates the crowd, a guy who fits in with their lineup, a guy who fits in with the chemistry of the Cardinals? I do. You know, I wonder if fans would be as energized about the addition of Josh Donaldson as, you know, maybe others just because I think right now everyone wants to shoot for the stars. And that, of course, is Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. I don't see Machado being a fit here in St. Louis. Um, but you look at Josh Donaldson and I thought Mike Petriello, our, our colleague, wrote a great piece on Donaldson this week. You know, he's been the second most productive player in the American League behind Mike Trout over the last three years. Now, some of that was lost because of last year in the number of injuries that Donaldson dealt with. And I think that is is a little bit of a risk of signing a guy at his age, 32 years old, who has had some recent injuries with his shoulder and with his calf. But that being said, there's no question he'd be an upgrade for the Cardinals offensively. You slide Matt Carpenter back to first base. You make Jed Jerko the utility infielder that you really always wanted that to be his role. And I think that's probably the best way to maximize Jed Jerko. Or, Nanny, you also look at perhaps trading Jed Jerko. I think he's a guy who could be on the trade block this winter. And you add Donaldson to the middle of the lineup. You know, for me, there's a couple questions. Number one, what is Donaldson looking for in terms of length of contract? Again, he is much older than some of your other free agents, most notably Harper and Machado. So he's a guy who I don't think the Cardinals would be comfortable going more than two or three years for. But if you can get him for three years, a higher average annual value, maybe 20 to 25 million a year. Um, again, they have the financial flexibility to do so and the need. I think the one way he doesn't necessarily fit kind of the ideal candidate to add into this lineup is he's another right-handed bat. So, mm-hmm. um, Perfect, perfect fit, but certainly he would improve this offense from where it was in 2018. Jen, would the Cardinals go after Harper and Donaldson? I don't think so, Danny. Um, You know, I think they go after their one big bat, and then I think they go heavy after relief help. So when you look at how to divide and conquer and and utilize their money, I would suspect that they're going to split it those two directions. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's let's also talk about some other potential roster spots and roster space and how the Cardinals could use it. So they just said uh, goodbye to Greg Garcia, Matt Bowman, and Francisco Pena, and then we had Matt Adams, Tyson Ross, and Bud Norris who became free agents earlier this week. So that's a good amount of roster space now. Again, uh, bullpen uh, relief help, a big bat. Anything else you think um, that could that could fit into those roster spaces for the Cardinals, Jen? 
you know, I think those are the priorities and really, you know, the guys that you mentioned who were taken off the roster last week, no, no real surprises there. You know, you do lose a left-handed bat as I keep talking about in Greg Garcia, but the Cardinals like their utility infield options with a gyro Munoz um, with Jed Jerko, perhaps filling that role with an up and comer um, like Tommy Edmond or Edmundo Sosa. So the Cardinals have some new options there. I think Matt Bowman, after going through so many injury issues this year with his finger um, and the number of other pitchers that emerged for the Cardinals, that was kind of an obvious departure as well. But no, I mean, I think the priorities really continue to be that one big impact bat, um, okay. relief help. And I would add is, you know, especially if the Cardinals aren't able to get a left-handed hitter for their lineup, they are going to need some left-handed presence off their bench. So, you know, perhaps a backup for a position that it swings a left-handed bat. And also, Jen, just really quickly, I was I was going to MLB.com. The lead story right now on our website is why St. Louis should get Bryce. Uh, that was written by another one of our colleagues, uh, Will Leach, uh, who who also um, he does incredible work. Uh, so we wrote a nice long article about that. If you guys are interested, you can go online and and read that. Um, it's man, Jen. I don't know. I I can see him in a Cardinals uniform. Obviously, like visually, it. it it looks appealing. Um, I just think it's been a while since they've had a superstar um, of that magnitude. So I just, um, I'm trying to picture it. I want to picture it, um, but I'm, I'm just trying to picture that right now. So that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to picture that. Uh, well, last thing. Yeah, go ahead, Jen. You, know, you, you mentioned superstar. I mean, it, it, they haven't had a superstar since Albert Pujols, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. Talk about face of the franchise. And, you know, Adam Wainwright has been that for a period. And I would say Yadi Molina is that right now. But when you talk about an all-star type bat that just generates excitement around the fan base and that can change the dynamic of a club. Yeah. I mean, they haven't had that since Pujols. <laughs> and, you know, and the challenge for the Cardinals is as much as they love to draft and develop talent, and they've done an exceptional job with that. And they have a lot of young pitchers to be excited about. They have not been able to do that on the offensive side. So when you look for kind of who that next guy is, it's hard to see that come from within the organization in the next couple of years, which leaves you then searching on the outside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, last thing we are going to talk about, Jen, is Yachty. Uh, he earned his ninth gold glove, and he's in Hawaii right now. He's getting ready for a really, really special series in Japan against the Nippon professional baseball team. It's a seven-game series that actually starts Thursday. The games are going to be at like 4 a.m. in the morning, but I know they're going to re-air um, on MLB Network and other places, so, so you guys can tune in to watch those. But how special is it to have... Yadier represent the Cardinals and Major League Baseball in this series. Yeah, you know what, Danny? You know, you, you talk about the most interesting man in the world. Like, Yadi, <laughs> the most the busiest man in the world. Like, <laughs> since the end of the season, here's a 36-year-old catcher who you think would maybe want to take some time off and recover from, from a grueling season. No, he, you know, he first month of October managing the Puerto Rican National 23 and under team. He went from there to Hawaii to, to kind of help out with some um, youth programs and now is in Japan getting ready to play in this showcase event. Oh, and along the way, he won the Roberto Clemente Award and his ninth gold glove. <laughs> and, you know, given the interest in him here, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a run at the Platinum Award here. <laughs> That's right. So, um, he has not slowed down and he plans, Danny, I'll add, to go back to Puerto Rico when he's done with all this and continue helping with hurricane relief. So it just speaks, I think, to, to a few things about Yachty. I mean, number one, he is such a great ambassador for this game. You know, he is a guy yes. who um, really wants to give back to, to younger players. You saw that with him wanting to manage that Puerto Rican team, the, the way that he engaged with some of the youth 
that he met out in Hawaii. And now he's going to be an ambassador, one of the most popular figures out during that Japanese tour. So hopefully Yachty does find a little bit of time to relax. Uh, I would say he deserves that again after the season that he had. But one thing I can tell you for sure, just in getting to know Yachty over, over many years, is he will come into spring training in excellent shape, ready for this <laughs> despite all the, the globe trotting that he's done this winter. Jet, I think he's made of gold. He's he's made of steel. Whatever he's made of, uh, we need about you know five hundred more of him um, in in just every aspect of the way that he plays this game. And and I mean, listen, there are there are a lot of questions up in the air, but you've got to be able to look at a guy like him and kind of smile and be like, you know what, everything's going to be fine. You have Yadier Molina for a few more years uh, behind the plate and and giving this team the best chance to win. So I'm smiling about it, Jen. I know you're smiling too, because it's probably a lot of fun to cover him. I, I could imagine. It is. And, you know, when you talk about Yachty's career winding down, and I, I know he doesn't want to talk about that, but it is. And I think that's another reason why the Cardinals feel a sense of urgency this offseason is they know that he's not going to be around forever. So the opportunity to have him as an anchor for another championship club with that window winding down Time for the Cardinals to go all in and, and give themselves the best shot to make the most of that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, Jen, next week we could potentially, uh, you know, be getting deeper into this, this conversation about Bryce Harper. So I'm excited about that um, and, and a lot of other things to come. So as always, thank you so much for your time and your insights. You're welcome. I'll talk to you next week, Danny. All right, with Jen Langosh, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 